In this unprecedented presidential election cycle, where it seems like politics is a sports playground and the future of our country hangs in the balance, the Mindful Femme is offering perspective on this election and creating a safe space for our listeners to connect, find outlets for self-expression and self-care, and of course, remain mindful at the height of the chaos. Thank you for that introduction. This is going to be an episode (laughs) on what we can do during this very, very stressful time. Um, But first, before we go over some more um, advice and tips that we have, um, we want to give you a bit of an overview of what's going on right now, because this episode will be posted today and is recorded today on um, Wednesday, November 4th. So very up to date. Um, Things honestly will probably change before this is even posted versus what yeah. we have, we've got written down. But just to give you some general information, um, right now the election is actually really close, a lot closer than most polls were predicting. Um, and it's coming down to some few swing states, including Wisconsin, which was actually just declared um, for Biden and gave oh, him electoral votes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then also Michigan and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a big one. It's got tw- up to 20 electoral um, college votes. And then North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada also have yet to be called. Okay. And uh, I also just wanted to share a little tidbit I heard on coverage last night about states like North Carolina and Georgia that aren't technically, or North Carolina and definitely like Nevada. They're not Mm -hmm. technically swing states. And this lady, like a commentator, was saying like, those are fringe, like we don't need to worry about them. Whatever happens with them doesn't really matter. What really matters, it's all going to come down to these swing states. And someone came back at her and was like, that's not true. Right right now, the election's so close that that's just not the yeah. case anymore. Every yeah. state matters. Every single state matters. And Ooh, also, not just, for, yeah, not just for the presidential nominee as well, but also for the nominations for Senate and House. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Um, the reason that... Pennsylvania is still so they they are one of the last states to be counted right now they're only at about 80 percent of the votes counted in their state and that's because they have a law where you can't count mail-in votes until the day after the election Um, so the earliest that they're thinking of hearing potential mail-in results is at 9 p.m tonight Um, a a definitive answer from their state but that's pretty um pretty early i it would be surprised if they heard a response as that early uh, for a call from them um in wisconsin the last time i checked i mean i know it's been declared now but the last time i was checking there was only like twenty-one thousand votes different between the candidates oh my god so there is also a chance that many of these states could be recounted if um either side decides to sue once there's a decision made um or like yeah ask for them to be recounted Um, mail-in votes also don't need to be actually fully counted or what's called certified um, until December 14th when the Electoral College actually votes. Um, Shout out to Mia for giving me this information. I'll I'll add her Instagram tag, but yeah. What is that? So does that mean we wouldn't have like a definitive winner until December 14th? It means that technically we could still be counting <gasps> until then so like in terms of the mail-in the mail-ins like they don't have to be definitive until that day december 14th 
So what does that mean for how we declare who's president? I mean, it will, the truth is it'll probably be declared before then because if people are continuously counting, like people will be counting the mail-ins, you know, for the next couple of days, we will probably have all of the electoral college votes distributed. Mm-hmm. But then the decision is, what if neither of them have made it to 270 electoral college votes? Then we're probably uh, going to start recounting states. The mail-in votes are going to start getting recounted. Um, and so that may be going on up until December 14th. That's insane. That yeah, yeah, so it's gonna ha- it'll, we'll have to see if one state gets ahead or if one candidate gets ahead by a bunch um, and by a significant margin, then that might not happen, but it's most likely to happen some recounts for a, for a bit. Um, okay. And yeah, like I said, almost all polls suggested before the election that there is a 90% plus chance of Biden winning this thing, but it is now a much closer race than a lot of us predicted. And that's wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that, for all of that info. Um, so now we're going to get into our feelings about everything. And like Abby was saying before, this is a completely unedited podcast episode. We are just trying to be um, timely with you guys and give you content that's going to help you through the stressful time. So let's first talk about um, the stress of it all. <laughs> yeah, let's be, let's reflect a bit. Yeah. Um, so I know like personally, I, I mean, I'm sure everyone is feeling this way, feeling very overwhelmed and anxious. Um, I know I was watching the news last night with my dad and my anxiety levels, like for my personal piece, I just can't watch the play by play. It just seems like a sports like match or something like that, that I would watch for fun, for entertainment. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are like viewing this, um, so I've kind of had to take a step back from watching the news and getting the play-by-plays. I just have been Googling every few hours to keep myself updated. But what about you, Abby? Yeah, I've had the New York Times app open, and they have a map that they'll update. So I've been keeping that open, checking it every once in a while during the workday today. And last night, um, I was listening. I wasn't watching um, some news coverage. But it is interesting how anxiety-provoking it is and how much like a sport it is. They'll have that guy whoever on whatever channel you're on the main correspondent will come on every once in a while with like that sound in the background yeah and he'll be like (laughs) news from georgia still too close to call arizona still too close like they might give you an answer on something but most of the time they'll just give an update every five minutes like it's still too close to call and you're like why are you giving me this like anxiety provoking music right (laughs) the big guy to just tell me nope still no update (laughs) like it's exactly. like it's intending to keep you very like high strong. Mm-hmm. So I found it also pretty pretty anxiety provoking. I I would listen for like an hour and then take breaks. Um, last yeah. Night. Um, yeah. So what do you feel like with this pandemic? I don't know. I feel like you had mentioned or you want to talk about how that's also added stress to all the all of this. Yeah, I just think. I mean, it's something to note that right now our pandemic. I know that all that's in the news is the election right now there's really nothing else being talked about but just a a reminder if you're not already feeling this anxiety that the pandemic numbers are already (laughs) at an all-time high like they have so that is probably also inducing some stress like most of my friends actually 
have been talking about their anxiety with the pandemic that they had kind of almost forgotten about. Like they've gotten used to the normal of living in a pandemic and now with the numbers increasing so strikingly and the fear that it could be us next, it could be me next or you next. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's starting to get to people again. Um, So it's just a lot for any person to deal with right now. The amount of stress that all of these, you know, outside situations um, that really affect us are, are happening at once. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. And I also feel like as this has played out, as we're kind of going into the second night of like election craziness, I'm starting to think about the fact that this is not just a one night thing or even a one week thing. It's going to be like, we're going to see a ton of backlash no matter who gets elected after, um, after the results come out. And it's just got me thinking more about, you know, like what happens after all of this? Um, How are people going to react? Are they going to take to the streets? It is still a pandemic. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's stressful. And it's already, there's already a lot of, there's a lot of posts of people being like, no matter who wins or loses, like, we'll still all be here for one another. And then other people being like, no, no matter who wins or loses, there's still going to be work to be done. And yeah. like, we're going to have like the powers and the people, you know, it's not just in the, right. politi- the politician listens to the people. So that is good to hear. And also, you know, kind of worrisome, like, it's just going to be yeah. it's gonna, whatever. Like it's not just a playful competition. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, just also the feeling of dread around how long is this going to go on? Because this scenario is occurring because of COVID, it's also, I mean, it's happened before with the recounts with Bush and Al Gore, but it didn't go on, you know, that long. Like, and yeah. it's it's just going to be stressful, like not knowing how long this is going to go on and we just have to be patient until we actually get a result. And then, yeah, exactly. If the result isn't what we want or what the people want, it <laughs> could get ugly. And that is definitely scary. Seeing all the like towns and cities like DCs all boarded up. I know, like, a lot of places in L.A. are all boarded up, a lot of major cities. So that's just scary to yeah. see because you don't know what people will do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that, yeah, it's that uncertainty that's really putting me on edge. And I have to say that, personally, I'm pretty surprised by the amount of states that are red Um, I'm looking at, you know, the map right now, like the voting map, and there's a lot, like the majority of the Midwest um, and the central United States is is red. And for some reason that surprises me, maybe it should not, but I just think it's kind of a testament to how much we talk about on this podcast about how social media really is an echo chamber and like what you see online of all of these like very liberal mindsets, very progressive mindsets are not representative of the American worldview as a whole. Like our country is, it's like becoming prevalent that our country is pretty evenly split Mm -hmm. in like mindsets and politics and progressive versus conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, really interesting. And so I'm going to give our listeners um, a demographic for what, the voters in this election have looked like because that was even more shocking to me. 
Um, so we've actually seen a 6% decrease in the white voter demographic of this election from the 2016 election. Wow. That number one was very interesting. We've also seen an overall decrease in voter turnout from people in each age demographic group except for one. And I'm going to tell you what the one is in a moment. So from the 18 to 29-year-old voter demographic, it decreased by 2%. So that means that 2% less voters in that age demographic came out to vote in the 2020 election as compared to the 2016 election. Um, We had a 1% decrease in the age group of people who are 30 to 44 years old. We had a 2% decrease in the age group of people who are 45 to 64 years old. And then lastly, the only age group that saw an increased voter turnout was the voter age group of 65 and up, which increased by 6%, which is like pretty significant. Um, And what's even more significant is that of that demographic of the 65 and up, the majority voted for Trump by a 3% margin as compared to the amount of people that voted for Biden. Um, so I'll put that link in our stats down below because I feel like that's pretty significant. Um, the information is actually broken down in a really digestible way. It's um, a video from MSN, I believe. So I will leave that in our description for you guys. That is, I'm not that surprised, but it's so strange to hear that. Yeah. Honestly, it's also the group that might it might be the hardest for them to get to the polls in terms of like physical health. Right. Those and they people made are it. going. Yeah. 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 And I was also listening to a lot of coverage about Florida and um I'm not too surprised by that Trump increase um with the older mm-hmm. voters. I was listening to this Oh, Abby. Uh, there's a daily episode about yeah. Uh, Trump's uh, electoral college votes just went up to 264. He just needs six to win. When did that happen? Just now. I've got the map open right now. Which map? So I've got, I just Googled election results 2020. um, And it's giving me like a live play-by-play. I'm trying to figure out what state. Oh, Michigan. Not Michigan. Be careful because that might not be accurate. I've got the... New York Times went up and it's only showing 214 for Trump. Yeah, no, 214 for Trump, 264 for Biden. Oh, I thought you said 264 for Trump. I was like, no, 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 no. Did they just call like four states? No, yeah, uh, Michigan just turned blue. Oh my God. Yeah, I see that's a flip. That's great. Oh my God. Oh my God, Abby. Okay, so like we're waiting on Nevada, which is like mostly blue right now. He needs Nevada and Arizona. And he could get over. Well, he's got he's got Arizona. Okay, this is so weird because New York Times has still not called Arizona, but everyone else has. That is weird. Nevada's pretty close right now. There's a margin of about ten thousand votes between them at the moment. Oh my god! Yeah, this is insane. So that could easily be a recount if they call it too soon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, live updates, people. We are. (laughs) Oh my god. For you giving me the live updates. Oh my god, what if what if one of them wins like out on this call? Anyway. I know. Uh, stop. Oh that would be so crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, let's move on and talk about we got we gotta upload this now. Let's go finish it up. Um, let's talk quickly about some things that we're doing to practice self-care during this anxiety, like as I'm actively sweating. Right um, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, some things that I did. I took a bath 
that felt really nice. Got some bubbles going. Um, I treated myself to donkeys this this morning Ooh, and yesterday morning. Not stressed both mornings. I don't know if you've heard that quote from the girl who went to vote. Do you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? I can no. quote it for you real quick. Okay. Let me just let me just say it. <clears throat> Hi, we're here at Fenway, voting early. I got my donkeys. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. He says, um, I'm going to be voting for Joe Biden, but I wish I was voting for Bernie. But it's a team sport. <laughs> my oh my favorite. God. I love her. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I've been treating myself to food that I enjoy, making myself feel a little bit better. Um, watching comfort shows right now i'm binging schitt's creek because i've never seen it and it's hilarious Ooh. so i've been breaking up some coverage and stuff with just watching some shows that'll make me laugh i love that um i've also been taking baths nice really <laughs> nice bath last night mm-hmm. um you know i drank some wine did some other stuff to let loose a little bit um i had to turn off the tv I know you guys can hear that beeping in the background, but it's like fine. I said, we're it, live tonight. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I had to turn off the TV because, like I said, that has been a part of my self-care. I can't stay tuned in as the process unfolds. Um, this week I've also accepted that I'm just going to be less productive. Yes, um, me, too. me too. Yeah, like definitely like working on – I'm doing it more – less of time and more of like project-based. I'm like, okay, let me knock out this project, and then when it's done, then I'm going to take a break for like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I'll hop back on again. I'll answer my emails. I'll knock out another project, and then I'll take another break. And so segmenting my workday like that has been kind of like – Nice for me because I can accept that I'm not going to be as productive as I would be when I'm clear-headed. So if y'all are going through that and if this whole process stretches out longer than just yesterday, today, then just accept that this week is pretty much in the bag for work. So yeah. yeah. Let me just say that also I've been talking a lot with my coworkers the past couple of days and we've all agreed like everyone is stressed. We're all stressed. We can't freaking focus. How are we supposed to focus at work right now? I think everyone's kind of on the same page about that. And no one's being hard on other people about that either. Like my boss feels the same way. So yeah, um, it's just a collective, like the entire country is kind of taking a breath right now. So Mm -hmm. Um, some other things I did, um, (laughs) I reorganized my entire closet last night. Like I literally color coded everything. Um, I refolded everything. I reorganized so much crap. It felt great because I was listening to coverage and put on a tank top, let myself sweat and like, I know I sweat (laughs) a lot in this episode, but I'm just stressed and was like physically like kind of almost exercising by like lifting all this stuff and moving things around and folding stuff. And it felt like a little bit of a distraction um, and felt like some good physical release too. Um, I also took some time to do some creative things. I played some piano. I just got a piano for my birthday. So I've been playing that a little bit. Yeah. I've been reading this book that I love called A Little Life, which I've told people about. It's like a thousand pages long. So um, that's been really good. And just listening to my favorite music. So I've been listening to a lot of Claro today. Do you know Claro? No. She's great. She's like indie pop. Um, Bedroom pop is what her like self-proclaimed or I guess what Spotify proclaims as her genre. Um, you should look her up. It's like Claire, but without an E on the end and with an O instead. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And also I've been playing Pokemon Go. And me and my nice. boyfriend have been sending each other gifts so that we can get 
um, new stuff and <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. You pretty know? sad, but yeah. <laughs> um, some more things that I've been doing are just trying to stay connected to my friends during this time and like connecting over the height and stress and anxiety that so many of us are feeling right now. Um, also had to set some boundaries with my family members. My mom already knows this. I don't talk to her about what's on the news. Whenever mm-hmm. she calls me and she's like, did you see what's on the news? I'm like, I don't watch the news and I don't want to hear about it. Um, so pretty much had to do the same thing last night when I was watching TV with my dad. He was like, I want to watch the news. I want to watch the live updates. I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and take my bath and drink my wine and go to bed early. That's exactly what I did. Um, And then lastly, I've just been taking lots of mental and physical breaks. Um, I recently discovered this like concept of just like dancing out the stress and tension that accumulates in your body throughout the day, which like literally, yeah, it like literally translates to just almost twerking. Like sometimes (laughs) if you do like a really vibey, like jittery motion, especially because stress accumulates a lot in your lower back and your hips, um, yeah, twerking is like the way to get it out. So I've been twerking a little, been dancing a little, been singing and doing some yoga, just all stuff that's like getting my body moving and helping me release that like that mental stress and tension that accumulates into physical stress and tension in my body. That's awesome. Yeah, sometimes I'll put on like my favorite song and just like literally like spin around my room. Yeah. Shake <laughs> my head and like headbang yeah yeah I love it okay guys so lastly we're gonna jump into creating safe spaces during this election cycle so like we were talking about earlier this election year and this like season will end and when it comes to an end no matter who you are you're gonna have to deal with the outcome of of this cycle of who gets voted president um whether it's the optimal choice or like the less than optimal choice, I feel like people are all going to have to come to terms with what it all means when someone's elected. So just some ways that you can create safe spaces for other people during this time is just letting people in your life know how you're feeling because that human connection is really important right now. Um, Just being able to share your emotions with people and have them hear you and feel like they feel the same way. Um, If you are someone that comes from a place of privilege, um, if you can find a way to create a non-judgmental space for your friends to come to you and vent, and your only job when they do this is just to listen. Um, Listen, and then obviously if you want to have a constructive conversation, of course you can. Um, And then lastly, just check in with your strong friends and all of your friends in general. Just check in with people as much as you can. Ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling. Uh, man. And more often than not, that's going to lead to hopefully like a really good emotionally connected conversation. Yeah, I think it's, it's so interesting. I feel like a lot of my friends have been posting stuff about the election, like informative things. And from that, I just assume that like they are super informed. But it's also mm-hmm. like you should be messaging them and being like, oh, wow, I bet they're just as stressed as me right now. <laughs> yeah. just be asking how are you um or I've been doing this thing where I'll like send like clap emojis you know to things that I agree with if people or message them and be like yep I'm totally feeling that right now um yeah just to kind of give the sense of like community over this thing that's happening to all of us right now yeah a sense of community yeah 
Okay, so this is the end of our episode, and we have some news for you all. This is actually the last episode of season one of the Mindful Femme. So we're, I know it's it's happy and sad. So we're gonna be taking, yeah. So we're gonna be taking a break for a few weeks, um, just to prepare some new and really exciting content for you all. We have some big plans, and we're very excited about them. Um, But do not fret because we will be back before you know it. Just keep watch on our social media pages. Um, specifically our Instagram uh, for updates on the launch of our next season. Yeah. And be sure to give us a follow on our Instagram too, at the mindful femme. We're going to link that in the description box down below, along with some of the resources and stats that we used for this episode. And while we're on our sabbatical planning, all of the greatness that we can for season two, go ahead and take a listen to all of our informational podcast episodes from season one. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next season. Bye. Bye.